Happy New Year, everyone. I'm Tara Lon. Welcome to Time Out with Tinseltown Mom. We're kicking the new year off with some organization tips with Laura Hernandez. She's the CEO and founder of Mama Systems, a coaching business that helps moms create peace in their homes through systems. Laura also has an amazing story about adoption and fostering, as she and her husband are currently raising 10 kids. Today, we're going to talk about strategies to keep kids organized at home and at school. Hi, Laura. Welcome. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here today. I'm excited too. So today we're talking about strategies to keep kids organized. And I think you are the perfect person to talk about this. So this is going to be a very helpful interview. I really hope so. That's my goal. (laughs) All right. Wonderful. Why don't you just give us a little bit more information about you and your background and your family dynamic? Yeah. So, um, as you said, my husband and I are raising 10 kids and we have adopted three out of foster care and we went one in one year, we went from having four kids. It's actually like over six month period. We just had our fifth biological and then we added three more um, into our home in six months. During that time, we also moved across the country to adopt those kiddos and we were remodeling the house and living in a rental house. And for a two month period, we had their little sibling um, come live with us as well. And so as you can imagine, we had five, four and under all in diapers. And then when that sibling was there, that was six, four and under all in diapers. Wow. And it was kind of chaotic. It was kind of like we were running our own daycare program and it was a little nuts. I didn't have a plan for that. Um, and I remember just kind of talking myself through the day and being like, if I could just make it to bedtime, we'll be okay. Like we just got to make it to bedtime. Right. That's our goal in life. And I finally got to this point where I was like, we can't live this way. Like I, I was, a, felt like I was a pretty good mom. I had a good handle on things when we just had four and things were really simple and easy. And then this was like a whole new journey. And I still wanted to be intentional with my kids and I still wanted to spend time with them, but it just felt like way too much. And I read blogs and books and all the things and nothing seemed to fit our family because we had all these little people. We had caseworkers coming in and out of our home all day. We had therapists coming in and out of our home all day for our three that we adopted are also special needs. And so they just have a a lot of needs. We have public school, homeschool, like just a whole sort of mess in our house. And so finally sat down and was like, we've got to figure out some systems for our family that will make us tick that work for us. And that process that we went through at the end of it, I was like, you know what, we're living a peaceful life. And you know, we've subsequently had two more kids if you're doing the math. And I remember just putting my feet up and being like, this is amazing. Like, I don't, I don't know if other, like, it didn't feel like other families with less kids had this figured out yet, just of the being able to create peace in your home. And so once we had that, I was like, I need to be doing this for other people as well. And I started Mama Systems because of that, because um, I want every mom to really be able to enjoy what she's doing and do things that she loves doing. And so that's, that's where we are today. That's amazing. So did you start the system and realize this system's working? Let's bring in two more kids. Is that how it happened? You had eight and you're like, oh, this is working out pretty well. Let's bring more kids into the picture. Well, that's just, I'm a little bit crazy. And I really, I really love having babies. I know that there's, I don't, I don't know what's wrong with me, but I love having babies and I love little babies. I just love, I love my kids so much. And so it just, it was not a, it was not off the table yet. So yeah. Oh, that's amazing. That's I love did. hearing. Yeah. Wait, now how old are all the kids? What are the ages? Yeah. Our oldest is 16 and our youngest is three. 
Okay. Now, do you plan to bring more kids into your home? Not at the moment. Okay. That's not a part of the plan at the moment. <laughs> okay. 10 is a great number. That's a great even number. So that's, <laughs> that is so amazing. Like we just put a boat on it. Oh yeah. Right. Exactly. So I know today we're talking about strategies to keep kids organized. And I would love to hear about your strategy, how you keep your household organized. Is that something that you can just share with us before we get heavy into the conversation? Yeah. Well, that's a very loaded question because it's yeah. a million different little things. Right. Mm -hmm. And um, I think that every family is so unique and so different and just in how the mom functions, how the kids function, how their house is set up. And so we have several things that kind of keep us on track every day. And we have our morning jobs in the morning and everybody has delegated out chores that they're, they're supposed to do and um, their different responsibilities. And then at lunchtime, we have a time where we all sit down and we're intentional. We have a, a little table time where we go over different things that I really want our kids to know. And um, just to be aware of just like learning respect and learning manners and learning the presidents of the United States, like all of these random things. I'm like, I just want, I want them to know these things. Um, and then come evening time, we all have evening jobs. And we've really worked on creating a team mentality in our home. And the beauty of doing that is that we're all working together at the same time. So it's not one kid has to do a job and somebody else is doing nothing. Like we're all working together. So when I go in to cook dinner, everybody else is doing their little jobs to get ready for the next day to help get ready for dinner. And then everyone has a zone that they're in charge of. So a different area that they're in charge of cleaning up. And that's really been so helpful for me um, just to feel like I'm not doing it all by myself. Because I think that's what so many moms struggle with is that they're just living reactionary lifestyles. Their lifestyles have become catered to their children mm -hmm. and mom's getting neglected. And she's doing everything all the time for all the people. And right. so my goal when I work with moms is to kind of relieve some of that and really build a team mentality and help mamas delegate out to their kiddos. Okay. Now I know your youngest is three. What age do you, at what age should you start getting your kids to get organized or starting processes, I guess? Yeah, I think the sooner the better. Um, like when we're, when we're thinking about some of those questions you were asking, we're like high school kids. And I'm like, yeah. I think we need to start way younger than that and not necessarily like getting their school stuff ready when they're three, but Hey, you have these responsibilities. This is your stuff that you're going to take care of. Just always kind of implementing that, um, that idea that you're responsible for this. How are we going to take care of this? What are we going to do to take care of this? You need to put it in a safe spot. You need to, um, make sure that it's put up somewhere so nobody else takes it or breaks it or whatever. Um, and just helping them kind of think through their spaces and um, probably not at the age of three, but even my little one that's about to turn six next week, um, we've gone in his closet and kind of thought through all of the stuff that he has. And we've talked about eliminating some things. So what are we going to, what are we going to throw away? What do you not play with anymore? What can we get rid of? What can we donate? What, like, we have to teach our kids how to do this because we can't just expect them when they're in high school or go off to college to know how to all of a sudden manage their time and manage their schedules and manage their stuff. So we really have to be planting those seeds all along. Mm -hmm. Now, what, what, how do you, how would you plant the seeds early on? So like you're forging good habits, like what are some ideas that you can think of that might help some moms listening that need help in this area? Yeah. So um, 
one of, one of the things I always think of is like just talking to your kids out loud about the planning process. So instead of me going in and making my kids lunches and laying out their clothes and making sure that they have everything that they need for tomorrow, we have it set up where every night that they make their lunch, they make their clothes. So they're starting to take on some of that responsibility. And I've set it up in a way where it's not like they're pulling out the peanut butter and jelly every night, but that they just go grab their their little already made lunch and put it in their lunch kit and put it in the fridge. Right. So it's just that step of building that habit. You make your lunch, you lay out your clothes. What do you need in your backpack for tomorrow? So they're having to kind of plan forward, right. Of what, what do I need to do to get ready for tomorrow? Mm-hmm. We're always, always trying to kind of help them think forward of like, Hey, if you don't put your shoes by the front door, you're not going to know where they are in the morning. And then we're going to be late. So it's kind of one of those time management skills of how can we be prepared Mm-hmm. the night before to get ready for in the morning time. Um, and then even if your kids have afternoon activities or things like that, like even having the the forward thinking of, okay, so tomorrow you have soccer. So what are the things we need for soccer? And just as they're young, have them kind of say all of those things mm-hmm. and then they go get all of those things. And then when they're a little bit older, it's less, it's less talking to them about it, but Hey, you need to get your soccer stuff ready for tomorrow, you know, and just having that little reminder. Now, what about for those parents listening, they feel like they're not organized. So it's hard for them to even think about getting their kids organized. Maybe they feel like it's chaotic. Maybe when they get home and it's just like fight or flight, you know, that's their, their mood. Like, what can you, like, what are some like simple steps, I guess, to implement that might help that parent who needs assistance? Yeah. I always recommend kind of taking a date with yourself getting really clear about what needs to happen because I feel like where the overwhelm comes in is when we look around and dishes are in the sink, dishes need to be unloaded, dinner, like all of the things are happening all around us right when we walk in the door. And it's just overwhelming. I mean, just all of the things that we're in charge of as a mother can be so overwhelming. And so um, I think getting really clear about what's important to you, like what's going to make your home peaceful when you walk in the door, is it that there's no dishes in the sink. So that means they needed to be loaded before we left for school this morning. Mm-hmm. And that means that dishes needed to be unloaded last night. So just kind of working backwards at the steps of this is the big picture of where I want to go. And then let's break down these steps. No, that's good. That's really good. Because I, I feel like when the the house is unorganized, dishes are in the sink, I have, like you mentioned, like I do feel a certain way. Like I know it's not a, a good feeling. So I know when that's cleared up, you know, I can think straight like going forward. So that's, that's a good tip. Yeah. You just breathe a little easier. Mm -hmm. Now, what about planners and calendars? Is that something that you use for your family? Yeah, I definitely do. I have a planner that I use. um, I use the happy planner for my day-to-day and like keeping our family organized, but we also have a big calendar that's up on the wall. Um, This may seem like overkill by the way, and I'm aware of that, (laughs) but I feel like every mom is different. So um, this is what works for us. So we have a big wall calendar that everybody can go and reference. So doctor's appointments, um, meetings, people going out of town, all of those things are all up on the big calendar. And then I also have my Google calendar that's for more for my husband and I to communicate. And then my older kids have started putting their stuff on their calendars and sharing that with us as well. So big people in our house, teenagers and adults kind of use the Google calendar as our main thing. Okay. And you have a, that I like the idea about the big calendar. So the little kids put stuff on there too. Well, I don't let them touch it because they oh. like to draw pictures on it and erase <laughs> things. And right. I'm, I'm, not, we don't have time for that. Right. I yeah. need to know if that'll put something or not. Um, but it's also a great way to communicate. We have um, a lot of helpers come in and out of our house. And so they, 
can also look at the board and see what's going on that day as well. But kids activities like scouts or baseball games um, or practices or whatever is going on at that current moment, all of that stuff is up there for the month. And so kids can go and look and say like, okay, I have baseball practice tonight and start thinking through stuff. Mm -hmm. So for the tween and teen, so for those kids, I guess, trying to stay organized, you know, with life, with school, with extracurricular activities, like all that stuff, would you recommend they keep a physical planner and they write on that physical planner? Or do you think that's should be more for older kids or adults? Like, what are your, what, what are your thoughts there on them keeping a physical planner for themselves? Yeah, I think, it, I think it depends on the kid. Um, and really having those conversations with them of like, okay, well, we like trying to figure out the problem yourself first, and then kind of leading the kid to the idea that there is a problem in this space. So, mm-hmm. Hey, Bobby, you know what? I've gotten an email from your teacher saying you have a maternity homework what I know that we need to have some way of keeping track of homework. So what do you think would be a good idea? Kind of getting their opinion because that will create buy-in for them, which will then make it so much easier to then implement something, right? Because mm-hmm. if they don't care, there's no buy-in there, they're not going to follow through with anything. And it's more than you're, you just added another task to your list. Um, but we really got to work on training them to be able to keep track of those things and turn in those things that flows over into high school and college and future jobs and all of those things. Like they need to have the skill of, Hey, something's expected of you and you need to turn it in. So what are we going to do? Is that physical alarms going off of like, Hey, tonight you need to have your homework done by six o'clock or whatever, whatever you think will help your child because you know, your child best. Um, And then kind of guiding them to that answer. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. Like, what are some other ideas besides a planner? Let's say the kid doesn't want to use a planner, but let's say the parent knows that. Yet, like as you mentioned, they're missing assignments. They have a lot of classes, so they're they just they're having a hard time keeping up with all of the the workload. Like, are there any other ideas short of a physical calendar that you would recommend? Yeah. So one of the things that we've done with our kids a lot, um, so earlier on before they get a planner, is just using a sheet of paper and planning out your week that way. And okay, we have a paper due on Friday. So what do we need to do before that paper? And then kind of planning backwards. But I think a lot of that is us sitting down and kind of teaching them how to plan out their week um, and plan out their assignments that way. And so I would just say like even a notepad that they want to pick out at the store that they think is cute or fun or whatever that they're excited about mm-hmm. is super simple and easy. And they could do that. Also, um, a lot of my kids don't have phones, but I make up that a lot of the people listening, their kids have phones. And so um, just teaching them how to use different apps on the phone of how to stay organized in their calendars. And um, there's a lot of different, a lot of different planning apps that they could definitely use. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Especially for the kid who prefers technology over the old school paper, I guess, process. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Even though I love the old school paper process, I love having planners and actually seeing and being able to cross it out. So I I feel like that's very useful. Yeah, I really do too. Yeah. It makes me happy. (laughs) <laughs> you have the happy planner it makes you happy don't you have I the do, happy planner <laughs> um so you because I want to go back to you and your life and how you keep everything organized because I think we can clean a lot from you and the way you structure your household just you as a mom what are some ways that you do the organizing in your house besides the google calendar I guess are there any other strategies that you use that you can help us out with 
Absolutely. Um, so I think number one is having less stuff. I think less stuff, less activities. Um, we always want to eliminate whatever we possibly can just so that we can stay focused on the things that really matter. And I think we're really good at filling up our calendars, really good at filling up our houses. And that's just more stuff for mom to manage. It's more that you have to make decisions about, which leaves you feeling exhausted at the end of the day because you've been making all these decisions and we've all reached decision fatigue by the end of the day. So the less of that we can have, the better, period. So eliminate stuff and things and to-dos and mm -hmm. all that. Um, I love the idea of being intentional with your spaces. So for me in the morning, I know that I need like a quiet time in the morning where I read and meditate and all of that. It's so my journal and my Bible and all my things are right next to my chair where I sit in the morning. And so just being intentional about that space and that kind of being my sacred little space that, <laughs> that nobody's allowed to sit in because that's mama's spot um, is super helpful because I'm not then running around the house looking for things that I've lost or, but really keeping things organized in that way. So keeping spaces for certain things. So if toys are supposed to stay in one room, make those toys stay in that room and just really have those, those boundaries on things so that they're not overtaking the whole house. And so you're not running around like a crazy person. Um, we keep all of our, our little buddies that go to school, all have cubbies by the front door. And so they keep their shoes. That's where they lay out their clothes. That's where they put their glasses, um, their backpacks, and they wear little harnesses. They're, they're on the little sped bus, but they've got to be like strapped to the seat because they like to get up and wander around the bus. Oh. Um, and so that their harnesses, I felt like I needed to, to clarify what I was talking about there. They keep <laughs> yeah. all of that in one spot oh. and that way we don't lose it all. And it's not going in a million different directions because otherwise it's lost somewhere in the morning. We we're all going nuts looking for a pair of shoes, you know? Yeah. I'm imagining all of that fitting into a little cubby. This, these must be like pretty big cubbies to fit all that in. Well, they hang, they hang some stuff up and then oh, the okay. rest is in their cubby. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's cool. I, I like that idea. So uh, just getting back to you, because I'm so fascinated with you keeping all this organized, like your home with 10 kids, which I think is very amazing. And you're gifted to be able to do this. So uh, just gleaning more insight and information from you, I'm sure there's a lot of homework to manage. Just you as a mom, like how do you manage all that homework or facilitate, I guess, just to make sure everyone's staying on top of things. I'm assuming you have to have some help too, right? We do have some help and that's been amazing. Um, so we homeschool several of our kids. So our big kids are all homeschooled and they've, we go to a co-op and they actually go to two different co-ops, but they're in charge of basically keeping track of all of their stuff. And so it started very like probably around sixth grade where we started that process of, okay, you have a paper due on Friday. So what do we need to do today? What do we, you know, what do we need to have done by Thursday night? What, you know, and kind of working our way backwards and helping them visualize that process of planning. Our big kids all are in charge of keeping track of their own stuff and making sure that they have things turned in on time and their work done on time. And so really starting earlier, like sixth grade-ish of, hey, okay, you know, we have this paper due on Thursday. Or Friday. And so what do we need to do on Thursday to get ready for that paper? Okay. So what do we need to have done by Wednesday? If that's the case for Thursday and just helping them kind of break down the tasks. Um, I think for a lot of adults, but definitely for a lot of kids, when you tell them to do something, it's so overwhelming. Like they know that it's a big task, but they haven't learned yet to like break down the task and figure it out. 
And so just like when our kids walk into a room and they see a huge mess and we're like, go clean up the playroom. And they're like, I can't do it. I don't, I don't know. Or you go find them in there and they're playing with a hundred different things. Yeah. Like it makes sense because they're just so overwhelmed by all the input. So how can we teach them to break down the task of like, okay, when you walk in, look for all the cars first, go put all the cars away and then come right back to me. Okay, great job. You got all the cars put away. Now go put all the Legos away. And it's just a constant, a constant teaching them of how to manage things and how to break down tasks. Yeah. And you have, since you have 10 kids, I'm assuming, and you mentioned you have some kids with special needs. There's some that have different learning techniques or some that are more uh, non-traditional, I guess. Um, Are you able to share what special needs some of your kids have? Yeah. So our three that are adopted all have fetal alcohol spectrum disorder. And I don't know how much you know about that, but it kind of affects every part of the body. And 70% of kids that are in foster care um, have some form of FASD. There's definitely the extreme of like facial features and only 8% of kids have have the facial features of FASD. And then there's others like um, neurological issues that kids have because of alcohol exposure. And so our three kiddos also have IDD, which is intellectual and developmental delay, which is the new PC term for mental retardation. And they all have ADD and many other things like bipolar disorder and um, schizophrenia and just some fun things like that. So we've yeah. got, there's a lot happening over here. And um, another one of my boys has autism and almost, almost all the rest of my boys have ADD. So there's a lot. Yeah. Okay. So you mentioned ADD several times. So let's talk about the ADD because I'm imagining a kid with ADD, it's very hard to keep them organized. Are there any different tools that you put into place for those kids other than the ones that we mentioned? Because I'm assuming it's going to be more challenging to keep them organized. Yeah. So we've used labels on things a lot. Um, I think that helps just to visualize for them where things need to go and what they need to do. Um, having specific, so one of our little ones who has ADD uh, wears pull-ups at night and having, if we tell him, make sure to throw your pull-up in the trash, whatever reason, that seems like a, like climbing Mount Rushmore or something. I don't know, like a really big task for him. But if we have a trash can, like right by where he gets dressed, then he can make that happen. Like that's an easy win for him that he can, I don't realize it's kind of gross, but he puts his pull-up in the trash there. So, um, Setting them up for success, however we can, I think is really good for us to to give them easy wins because the more easy wins they have, the more confident they are that they can do things. They they can learn tools to manage um, just the distraction that they feel throughout the day. Mm-hmm. We so also do a lot of medication at our house too, just to okay to keep them focused. And that's and, yes, yeah, that's yeah. A, we're we've seen huge benefits from that. So yeah. Now, do you help with the homework? For all of your kids, like, are you the primary person for homework? For homeschooling, for homeschooling, yes. The rest of our kids don't have homework because, like, the ones that go to public school, um, because they're in the sped department, they don't get homework, and so no one is sent home with homework in the afternoon. Um, one of the ways I help other mamas when we're kind of thinking about the whole homework thing and getting that done and managing that is kind of having a central location so you can keep tabs on people and little or buddies. Let them go play when you first get home. Let them have an hour or so. So really clear expectations with your kids of, hey, at four o'clock or, you know, everybody's time is different, but in an hour from now at four o'clock every day, the 
Timer's going to go off. And when you hear that, I want you to come to the table. We're going to sit down and do homework for 30 minutes. And then you all do homework together. Um, and I think having everybody in one central location is a really great idea. So you can kind of keep tabs on everyone mm-hmm. and you're not running around all over the house. And you can also be getting schoolwork done or whatever you need to get done. And if kids need noise canceling headphones or whatever, while they sit there together, um, I think that would be worth the investment unless you can trust your kiddo. I mean, again, mamas know their kids best. So yeah, some of my kids, I could totally trust to go off and do their work. And other ones, I'm like, you need to sit right here. Yeah. I trust you for a hot minute, you know? <laughs> right. Uh, so how many kids do you homeschool? So one's a baby. So we just homeschool five. And you're so the primary school. Oh, four in public school and five you homeschool. And you're the primary teacher. Yes. Okay. Yeah. You could teach a class on organization, obviously. <laughs> well, that's what you do. You help moms with that. Do you help moms? Tell me more about your um, business, Mama Systems. Yes. So it's less organization. I do help moms with that, but um, it's more about creating systems in place in their home. So helping them with daily rhythms and routines and um, different things that they can implement in their home so that they can live more peaceful and intentional lives. So a big part of that is just figuring out what it is that you want your life to look like. Because again, we're all living such reactionary lives where we're just dealing with one thing and then going to the next and the next. Um, so we wake up, we go to work, pick up kids, take them to soccer, do homework, feed them dinner, go to bed, do the same thing, right? And we're just going from thing to thing to thing. And so if we can get still with ourselves and really figure out what we want our family life to look like and what we want our our home to feel like when we walk in and what we want to be doing for ourselves, like what do we need for self-care? Oh my goodness, just even figuring those things out and then creating a plan to make those things happen is kind of the biggest hurdle. Um, And once we have all of that planned out, then it's a whole lot easier to implement because I can walk in and say, I want a more peaceful home. This feels chaotic. But until I know what that looks like for me, it's not going to happen, you know? Right. And you help moms get these systems in place so they can live a more peaceful life. Yes. Well, wonderful. Well, thank you so much for being here today. Now, where can people find you if they want to know more about you and what you provide? Yeah, at mamasystems.net and um, at mamasystems on Instagram and Facebook. And I have a lovely little freebie that I would love to offer your audience. Um, And it's a little self-care guide. And it's super easy, but it's more intentional than just... um, just like adding a pedicure to your schedule every week. It's really like, hey, what's going to fill you up as a mom so you can pour out to your people? And what are the ways that we can make that happen and plan for that? Thanks for listening to Time Out with Tinseltown Mom. If you're enjoying the show, please consider leaving a positive review on Apple. I want to get this podcast in front of a wider audience. So any encouraging words you can leave will be so helpful. If not, just continue enjoying the show. Until next time.